Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, I'm Lindsay Carter, the founder of Set Active, and this is my new podcast, Ready, Set, Spill. Finding the balance between being a mom, running a business, and still maintaining somewhat of a social life is a constant work in progress. We live in a time where social media glamorizes everything that we do, but life isn't always a perfectly curated Instagram post. And that's coming from someone who built their business on a perfectly curated Instagram feed. Nothing here is off limits, so get ready, get set, because it's time to spill. Hey guys, this is Note to Self, and I'm your host, Peyton Sarton. From Q&As and breakup tips to simply navigating every stage of life, Note to Self is a space to get messy, explore new perspectives, and ultimately empower yourself and others. Grab some wine or a mocktail, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. All right, hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of Note to Self. We're just going to jump into this episode because I'm talking today about living what I feel to be a more European lifestyle. Now, I'm clearly not European. I'm very much American, (laughs) but I have gone to Europe a couple of times, and I just feel like there's a different vibe when I'm there. Obviously, 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 this is going to be an American's romanticizing European lifestyle episode. Clearly, this is not all Europe has to offer, and it's massive. There's lots of different cultures going on in Europe, But in my experience visiting, this is at least what I have concluded or taken away from experiences there in a couple different countries. And it's really just meant to be fun. So don't come at me if you're European and you hate what I have to say. I am so sorry. But I mean, this is just my, you know, opinion. That's what we do on this podcast. I share my opinions about things. So again, I just wanted to say that at the top of the episode, like this is not what, you know, Europe has to offer. This is what Europe has to offer me and what I've learned from traveling in Europe and what I've taken away from my experience there. Because I really do feel drawn to what I perceive as the European lifestyle. I feel like they've got it figured out. I feel like the countries are older. The country itself in most of the countries in Europe have lived long enough beyond how old you know the U.S. is to actually just understand life a little bit better. This is coming from a, a military brat, someone who lived on a military base, was born on a military base. I feel like America is like that annoying, juiced up uncle. <laughs> Powerful, strong. We've got a large military presence, but very, very annoying and kind of ignorant in a lot of ways. No offense to America. I'm proud to be an American. 
sometimes. And really, I take what I can get, right? I'm Americans. So I have to appreciate things about the country. Um, and I'm supposed to be patriotic because, you know, my dad fought in wars and stuff like that. But I do find myself being more drawn to, like, the European lifestyle, no matter how proud I am of America and, you know, the few ways that I'm proud of America <laughs> in. So when I go to Europe, I'm like, oh, my God, I need to fucking live here. And that's kind of my... I don't know. It's kind of what I hate about myself because I feel like I want to live everywhere. And I think that for people like me, this isn't unique at all for me to feel this way. I just kind of wish I could live and do my life in a ton of different places. And if I was single right now, I would totally be like eat, pray, loving, traveling around. But like more of like the European version of that. Just drinking wine and espressos and reading books on philosophy. I've actually been very into philosophy lately. Like today, let me explain to you what I did today. This just goes to show you how much I'm taking my version of the European lifestyle seriously. Today I woke up and I got up in a very relaxed manner. I didn't get up too early. I walked to go get my coffee and I listened to a podcast, like a philosophical podcast. I'm getting into philosophy lately. Um, so I listened to a podcast. I by foot did some returns. I went and got my nails fixed. And then I got ready listening to more podcasts. And I went to my favorite cafe, Zinc, which is like right by where I record. And I got a glass of wine and Le Bowl and just like listened to good music and prepped this episode because I do everything last minute. And then I got a cappuccino with whole milk. <laughs> I'd like to add and walked over here ready to start my work at 3.30 p.m. on a Friday. This is what I believe to be the European lifestyle and how I'm living in my day-to-day -day life. So I'm kind of jacked up on a cappuccino right now and it's also like combating with the glass of white wine I had at lunch. I'm feeling really in the zone to tackle a topic like this. So the first time I went to Europe or was lucky enough to go to Europe was when I was 16 years old. And I did so with my history class. Uh, I went to a school, like a private school, so there weren't a lot of rules <laughs> that are like state mandated on private schools. So one time, I guess it was freshman year, when I was 16 or when I was 15, this was a year prior, my history class, everyone in my history class, decided that we all wanted to go to Europe, including the teacher. And we had like through the school booked a trip for all of us to Spain. So the year following my teacher of that course and a couple other teachers, and then like my friends in the class, which all my best friends were in that class, and a couple other students went to Madrid and then Costa de Sol, I believe is what it was called, in Europe. And this was really my intro to Europe because my family didn't really travel much when I was growing up. We were just really into like sports and school and stuff like that. So there was they really never made time for it, I guess. So I got my first taste of traveling overseas at all when I was 16 through this trip. And of course, as a 16-year-old girl from the U.S. who had like a, a, a taste for rebellion, I would say, my friends and I were really just excited to escape away for, you know, drinks at lunch. We weren't really paying much attention <laughs> to the European people and the lifestyle. We were just young and dumb and wanting to have, you know, an Aperol spritz at lunch and sneak it and not tell the teachers, you know? So that was my first experience. But since then, I've been able to 
travel a little bit. Obviously, I'd like to do a lot more. And um, one of those travels was studying abroad in Florence. And I got to stay there for a good amount of time. In that time, I also went over to France because it was pretty easy to go over there. And I just feel lucky to have had some experiences in a place that I feel kind of drawn to. And every time I visit Europe, I feel more relaxed. It's kind of like the opposite of what I feel when I visit New York. And New York is like my favorite city in the whole U.S. So it's not that it's better. It's just different. And I feel like a different version of myself when I'm there. So when I travel kind of nowadays, I actually went to Europe last week for the first time since 2019. And I kind of just reinvigorated my desire to travel a little bit more. But when I travel now, I'm no longer only looking for the, you know, lunch Aperol spreadsheet, which I still am looking for that. I'm kind of looking to immerse myself in the culture of the place. I like to sit down where the locals sit, observe, do what the locals do. I also like the touristy things, but I really just like to pretend like I live there whatever way that I can when I visit a new place. And that also goes for places in the U.S. as well and elsewhere. So for me, traveling is about appreciating the lifestyles of the people where you're traveling and also being able to bring home aspects of that and incorporate that into your own life, respectfully, of course. So I'm going to kind of go through what I believe to be a European lifestyle and how I'm implementing that into my life here in the U.S. Today's episode is sponsored by Seed. So let's go back to a few months ago. I was seeing Seed everywhere. My favorite podcasters were talking about it. People I follow were talking about it. And my friends were talking about it. That's when you know it's real. Beyond the aesthetic of the bottle and how gorgeous it is, it's green. And y'all know that's my favorite color. I love how I feel when I'm taking Seed probiotics. It's helpful in supporting my gut health. And I'd recommend this to anyone who feels their gut could use a little extra support. Turns out, everything you think you know about probiotics might be wrong. I knew probiotic tortilla chips really sounded way too good to be true. Good news is Seed's DS1 Daily Symbiotic is the real deal. Not all probiotics are created equal. So what is Seed's DS1 Daily Symbiotic? It's a broad-spectrum plant-based prebiotic and a 24-strain probiotic formulated for digestive, gut immune, and additional systemic benefits. Capsule and Capsule protects against stomach acid, digestive enzymes, and bile salts for viability through digestion. What does this mean? So the live probiotics will actually make it to the end of the small intestine for delivery into the colon. If you've taken a probiotic before and never felt a difference, it's likely because the good bacteria wasn't surviving your GI tract. Seed is designed differently, and that's why it works. It supports benefits in and beyond the gut. Yes, Seed's DS1 will support ease of bloating, healthy regularity, and ease of evacuation, if you know what I mean, but it will also support your gut barrier, skin health, heart health, and micronutrient synthesis. Many see improvements in digestion within 24 to 48 hours, which can include bowel movement regularity and ease of bloating. (laughs) Might be TMI, but there you go. Also, Seed offers sustainable biomaterials and refill systems to reduce our imprint and be gentler on the earth. Start a new healthy habit today. Visit seed.com slash note to self and use code note to self. That's all caps, no spaces, note to self to redeem 20% off your first month of Seed DS1 Daily Symbiotic. That's seed.com slash note to self and use code note to self. So does anyone else find themselves going to two to three different grocery stores to find everything they need 
for the week or for the day. I find that I usually go and hit up like a more affordable one for some things and then I hit up a more expensive one for others. So finding high quality affordable grocery items in one place is almost impossible in today's world. But thanks to Thrive Market, I stress less because I can get everything I need in one place. Plus, savings are guaranteed on every order. Shopping with Thrive Market means you'll find everything from healthy pantry essentials to sustainable meat and seafood to non-toxic cleaning and beauty products. And it's all delivered right to your door. When you buy from Thrive Market, you can get 30% off the best organic groceries and always get the lowest price with their price match guarantee. In my last order, I got my favorite afternoon beverage, Thrive Market's Matcha Lemonade, as well as Enzymatica's Digest Gold Digestive Enzymes. I got a couple different teas, chia seeds, bone broth, and protein powder. I saved a total of $50 purchasing these staples on Thrive Market. And I absolutely love how easy it is to use their website and app looking for low sugar, keto, gluten-free, zero waste, BIPOC-owned brands, filtered by 90 plus values and lifestyles to find what works for you. I'm big on trying to find low sugar snacks that still taste indulgent for my afternoon aperitivo at home, if you will. If you're gearing up for your holiday festivities, Thrive Market is your stress-free solution. Order from the comfort of your couch and skip the grocery lines and crowded parking lots. Their fast and free carbon neutral shipping gets your order to you in no time. Best of all, when you join Thrive Market, you're joining a community of 1 million plus members and sponsoring a family in need. Get convenient, high quality, affordable groceries delivered with Thrive Market. Join Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash note to self for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash note to self. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. So I've broken it down into three tenets of European lifestyle. And again, if you're European, I'm obviously not. This is just my little Americanized version for funsies. So first, the first tenet is slowing down. So I noticed when I was studying abroad in Florence when I was in college that one morning I was like walking to class. I was, of course, late and I'm like not, I would say, power walking through the streets of Florence on the cobblestones, like trying to find my way. I don't speak Italian. Italian's a really hard language for me. I don't understand, I guess, like the the rhythm of the language. Like I French makes more sense to me, but Italian, they like emphasize like the middle of the sentence when they're talking and it just I don't understand <laughs> I don't understand it no matter how many times I go there I cannot speak Italian and I cannot hear what they're saying signage is a little bit different obviously reading it is a little bit different you can kind of deduce what things are saying on like signs and stuff but I noticed in Florence as I'm running to my class in the morning I went to a coffee shop to get like a, a latte and this is you know, the first time I had been introduced to Europe outside of my little 16-year-old week-long excursion to Spain with my friends where we were not paying attention. And I ran to a coffee shop expecting it to be like an American coffee shop where you go in, you get your coffee to go, and you leave. 
And taking your coffee to go or for takeaway is so not a thing there. Obviously, it it is a thing, but like people in the cafe could tell that I was American. Obviously, they could probably tell I was American for a lot of different reasons. But I know that like for takeaway is not necessarily like a European thing. I noticed people sitting at the coffee shop and reading like a newspaper or talking to whoever was sitting next to them or just like sitting and being and observing not on their phones, not working. I feel like this kind of like slower, more relaxed lifestyle is not something that I've really seen in many places in the US. And seeing that in Florence and now around other parts of Europe has really, I don't know, it just struck me. I was like, damn, they're not like running around like a psychopath. They don't seem really that stressed. (laughs) And they seem like they're really enjoying themselves. Obviously, there are people who have coffee for takeaway who are European. But I'm just saying this is something, it was like an energy that I noticed that was so different from like your standard coffee shop in the US, obviously, especially like a Starbucks or a Phil's, like you're in, you're out and you're on to the next thing here. So another thing that actually sent me into a massive panic when I was in France, this was like literally in 2019. I'm not trying to make this episode like me being like, well, when I was in here and when I was in here, I really haven't traveled that that much but every opportunity I've gotten I have tried to travel I had like a little European excursion in 2019 with some of my friends from here in LA and we did so on a major budget (laughs) we were not living it was like living the high life because traveling is you know amazing and a privilege but we weren't like traveling in a fancy way okay we were like we were pinching pennies But the experience was so worth it to me. I actually talked about this in my last episode about the best things I've done for myself in my 20s. Not luxury travel, I would say. (laughs) Hasn't been normal. But I have had the experience because I have, you know, I've prioritized spending money on that even when we were staying at like really scary, shitty places. Still worth it. Still absolutely worth it. So I noticed in France specifically, I had this idea when I was there in 2019, that we were there for a week. So we were like, we're going to do this on each day. We had a whole itinerary. We were like thinking it was going to be like New York, LA pace where like you're on a schedule really. And we quickly noticed that while in France, we would be sitting down eating lunch or eating dinner. And the server's we're not interested in the kind of service that you might get in the United States, meaning they're not up your butt. (laughs) They were waiting for you to finish courses. They're not trying to get you up and out of the chairs to let someone else in. It was slow. And I think it can be misconstrued as an American person as like lackadaisical or lazy, but I quickly realized this was on purpose. Like people have their chairs in the cafes sitting like together facing out to the street so you can like observe what's going on and take in the energy of the city and the server isn't trying to like hurry you along for your meal and as an American person at first I was bothered by this and it was giving me a whole lot of anxiety because I'm like damn we got to get to our next thing like we got to go 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 and observing French people just fucking relaxing is very inspiring and I stopped being as annoyed as I was, I will say I still have anxiety. Like when anything goes slowly, I have anxiety, but that was a lovely thing to observe. And then also try to remember and take into my dining experiences, lunch, dinner, whatever it is. And also it's, I think it taught me that it's easy to see other cultures. I don't know, compare them to your own culture, which 
I just don't think is necessarily the right thing to do. It's just different. And honestly, there's a really great facet to, in this case, French culture of sitting and dining and relaxing and not trying to hurry your, you know, hurry your waiter or them hurry you. It's really beautiful and it's very calming. I also noticed that taking like a two hour lunch is somewhat standard in European countries, which I love. It's very not American. I know a lot of us take lunch while we're actually working. And this is like, I feel like it's just a great time to relax and reset. And like, I kind of like to break my day into two parts anyways, like my administrative tasks and then like things like this where I'm recording or taking photos or whatever it is. Like, I feel like the, you know, midday break is like a good way to like reset and focus on the second part of your day. Another thing in like the slowing down category is I noticed that Europeans walk a lot. And this might be because I visit a lot of European cities and in cities in the U.S. too. There's a lot of walking going on. I will say Los Angeles, there's not a whole lot of walking going on as a big city. Like we just drive everywhere because it's faster. But walking and like slowing down, it's a version of slowing down is what I'm saying. Like today I walked to go get my nails done and to do my returns. And luckily I live in a place that's pretty walkable here in L.A., which again, rare. People don't really walk that much. But slowing down enough to let's say walk 30 minutes rather than drive for seven minutes has been a really cool thing to to do in my life, I guess. And I feel like it slowed my day down and I've done less in a day when I try to like walk and get my steps in essentially because I want my aura ring to tell me that I did a good job. I just feel better and it feels like I'm slowing down and doing things more intentionally and deliberately. Okay, so here in summary are the things that I'm doing personally that feel European to me to slow down my day to day. So when I go get my coffee in the morning, I like to make it a point to sit with my coffee, walk to my coffee, first of all, and then sit and read or sit and just like observe, maybe listen to some music and observe, or at the very least, like walk around the neighborhood with my coffee. And I always get my coffee with half and half. I don't have like a dairy problem really. And I, I've noticed it doesn't really affect my skin that much. So I'm I'm drinking half and half. I'm not doing the oat milk thing anymore. And it feels European to be like, you know what? Yes, I want half and half in that. Yes, I want a whole milk cappuccino. Just small details. <laughs> I'm trying to also sit down for lunch with the intention of like relaxing and taking a break. This is not always easy because you know, I work for myself and there's always things that need to be done. Like it seems like immediately, like I feel like people, I wake up and people are asking me things, which I got myself into this. It's not like a complaint, but like, it's just what happens every single day. So sitting down and relaxing at lunch can make me feel pretty guilty (laughs) or behind or have, it makes me have anxiety, but I'm trying to remind myself to like reward myself with like 30 to 45 minutes of sitting down watching a show maybe like turning my brain off in the middle of the day and trying to convince myself that that's better for me like it's better for my work brain to like turn off for a second before I turn it back on and then like I said probably a couple times so far I'm trying to walk more I have moved to a place that is very walkable and I did so on purpose I'm kind of noticing that's what I'm doing lately as much as I possibly can especially with all of our moving around is finding places where I can walk every single day to do errands and like you know get things like my coffee like I said lunch go shopping go to the post office get my nails done things like that I try to be in a place where I can walk because I just noticed my day is so much better not that it goes 
more quickly or more efficiently. But I just notice when I get outside and walk around, my day is just a thousand times better. As we gear up for the holidays, finding the perfect gift for everyone on your list can be daunting. And few things are as universally crowd-pleasing as clean skincare and body care gift sets. Osea is a California-based skincare and body care brand that has been making clean, vegan, and cruelty-free skincare products for over 25 years. They use seaweed as their hero ingredient because it's a nutrient-rich superfood with endless benefits, including anti-aging and moisturizing. Osea products are clinically proven to work, and they're climate-neutral certified, so they make amazing gifts for everyone on your list. Osea's products make your skin feel soft, hydrated, and treated with love, and gifting that feeling to a loved one is so simple but so significant. I personally have been on a mission to clean up my skincare, makeup, and body products, and Osea has helped me do it. Their bestsellers mini collection is the perfect gift, only available for a limited time. This collection is a six-piece set of luxurious skincare and body care favorites in convenient and adorable travel size for a complete glow up from head to toe. It contains three best-selling face products, the Ocean Cleanser, Hyaluronic Sea Serum, Seabiotic Water Cream, and three best-selling body moisturizers, including their TikTok-famous Andaria Algae Body Oil. It's packaged in a beautiful box that's easy to gift wrap, but with packaging this pretty, you can skip the wrapping altogether. All of Osea's products are clean, clinically proven, and consumer tested. They're the perfect addition to your winter skincare and body care routine. For a gift that will impress, check out Osea's bestseller minis collection. Right now, our listeners get 10% off your first order with promo code NOTE TO SELF at OseaMalibu.com. You'll even get free samples with every order and orders over $50 get free shipping. That's 10% off at Osea, O-S-E-A, Malibu.com. Promo code note to self. If you follow me on social media, and especially if you've followed me for a while, you know I've been focusing a lot on the health of my hair. After years of bleaching, heat styling, and wearing it tied super tight on a daily basis. I'm doing things like coloring it way less, getting more frequent conservative trims called dusting, and being super careful about the products I'm using in my hair. Enter K18. K18 is bringing you the future of hair care with their leave-in molecular repair hair mask that reverses damage in just four minutes. Unlike most products that cover up damage, this clinically proven breakthrough repairs damage from bleach and color, chemical services, and heat on all hair types. And the secret is their patented K18 peptide, born after 10 years of complex bioscience research to restore strength and elasticity in the innermost layers of your hair. Since damage is ongoing, you can start fresh with stronger, softer, smoother, bouncier hair that lasts. No wonder their leave-in molecular repair hair mask went viral. I've definitely seen this a ton on TikTok. The best part is K18's easy leave-in fits into any routine. So you can repair daily damage with less stress and frustration and unlock new levels of self-expression. This product has become a staple in my healthy hair routine, and I even bring the travel size with me when I'm on the go. Bring your hair into the future with K18 Molecular Repair, available now at Sephora and Sephora.com. So shop K18's Leave-In Molecular Repair Hair Mask now at Sephora and Sephora.com. As you write your life story... You're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter 
be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Okay, so number two, the second tenet feels to me to be simplicity. And I'm talking simplicity in pretty much all things. And not only simplicity, but like having like high standards. So let's say instead of going to Costco and getting excess groceries, I'll go to, you know, the grocery and get what I need for that day and the next because I can walk there. Like I said, it's convenient. Or going to like a specialty shop, like a butcher or a bakery or something like that. There's something so luxurious feeling about that. And I know in Europe, a lot of places they eat seasonally and they also like what you're eating came from the area that you're in, which I think is such a beautiful thing. And it just makes everything that I'm eating feel high quality and makes like each night when I cook dinner or something like that or Joe cooks dinner, like going to the grocery store that day or the day before for the ingredients for that dinner. There's something about it that just feels like calming and slow and relaxing. And there isn't so much excess in our apartment, which just makes me feel good. Obviously, this isn't realistic for everybody. If you have children, if you have a big family, if you don't live where you could walk somewhere or easily get somewhere and you got to make the Costco trip, you know, every week or every two weeks and get a shit ton of stuff, do that. I'm not saying don't do that. I'm just saying for me, this is something I'm doing lately and something I notice when I've gone to Europe that I really appreciate. And it just makes me feel like I have my life together. I've talked a lot about being intentional and simplifying my closet, being intentional with buying things and then simplifying my closet. I have gotten to a point in my life where I don't want to go to Forever 21 and spend, you know, $200 on 30 things. Like I just want to save my money. I want to be careful and intentional and I want to research what I buy myself. And I've really started to implement that within the last year or two. And I realize that is a privilege to do so. It does take a little bit of funding to do something like that. But I think that overall, I'm wasting less. And over time, I feel like I'm spending less because I'm buying high quality items that I can wear over and over and over and over again. And to me, that feels like very Euro girl, like investing in the good jacket or the nice heel or the great boot or the beautiful bag that you're going to wear every single day, rather than having a million of everything and a thousand different options. Like, I just want to have a few things of high quality and that kind of simplicity gives me like European lifestyle energy. I also feel like, and this kind of goes in the next category, but I feel like Europeans do things in moderation. So like indulgences in moderation, like they're not giving me like frat boy drunk in a bar energy. Though that exists, I feel like I see it more like I grew up in Texas and I went to college in Texas, like Texans we're kind of wild. Like when you go to a bar, you're gonna see a bunch of ex-frat boys who still look like frat boys being literally insane. One time I was in Amsterdam very briefly just for a layover, which I definitely want to go back. But we're in the red light district. So there's literally like sex work going on all around us. I feel like everything is legal there. It's like, it should be chaos, right? And it really isn't. There's like an order to things it's actually pretty calm. It's clean. Like, I fucking loved Amsterdam. And while we were walking through Amsterdam, through this place where chaos should be, you know, running rampant, the only people we encountered <laughs> that were obnoxious and chaotic 
were these dudes from Texas. And the reason we knew they were from Texas is one of them, as we were passing them in a massive group, ran up to one of my friends, didn't realize that, you know, we were also from America and also from Texas, actually, and got in her face and screamed, I'm from Texas, bitch, and then ran away. (laughs) I didn't see anyone else doing that. The only person that I saw on that entire trip, the entire European excursion that I did for a month that was that obnoxious was actually from Texas. So it's serving frat boy energy. Didn't really see that from that many Europeans. Not to say there aren't Europeans that are obnoxious. I'm just saying from what I experienced, not as obnoxious as where I come from because I feel like they're doing things in moderation. They're not getting shit-faced in a bar with their buddies because they're shotgunning beers. I've partaken in many a shotgun. I've partaken in many of getting drunk at a bar with my own buddies. But I'm just saying it's not very European. And there's a simplicity to that that I love. So what I'm taking away from what I've just explained is that I'd like to be more intentional with my purchases. This is like a little summary and focus on purchasing high quality items that I can use for a long time, which is also more sustainable in the long run. And just being when I buy something, I want to have like, it's not on a whim at the end of the day. That's what I'm trying to say. And also I want to think about adding to a collection that I'll keep forever, whether it's my furniture or like kitchenware or, you know, barware or clothing. I want to think of adding to a collection that I'm going to keep for a really long time and really curating a collection that I like. And the third and simplifying is just trying to simplify my life and be more moderate when it comes to things, which for a Capricorn is really hard (laughs) because we're kind of like work hard, play hard. It's like a very feeding on capitalism kind of person. Like I will go when it comes to working, I will work and be like in that zone and compartmentalize like that time. And I can't do anything else but work. And then once I turn off, like, and it's time to be like stupid and drunk, like I will be the drunkest dumbest person you've ever met in your life like I'm going to the extremes and it's not giving effortless European vibes it's just giving it's it's giving too much honestly it's giving way too much (laughs) which leads us into the third and last tenet which is indulgence and to me this is like kind of like worldly pleasures you know when you think European you think like relaxing with the food and the wine and like they're very laissez-faire about about sex and things like that. Generalizing, I understand, but I feel this to my core. This is the energy that I'm getting when I'm in many parts of Europe. I feel like they have an appreciation for the arts and great food and really good wine and just the finer things in life, which I can relate to. I'm a huge fan of the very long, late dinners that last hours. I feel like I'm kind of when I want to go out, quote unquote, at night, I'm kind of like going towards that more where I want to do like a nice aperitivo and then move on to dinner and like have this long, lovely dinner surrounded by people that I want to talk to. And that's like my new wanting to go out thing. And that feels very European. Like I want to sit at a dinner for like three hours and have like multiple, multiple courses ending in espresso. And then maybe when I'm feeling a little bit crazy, we'll go out to a club or something. But really the night is centered around the dinner and that feels European to me. So I've also noticed Europeans don't feel like guilty about this kind of indulgence. They're not feeling guilty about sitting down and having some wine with their friends and like eating carbs and sugar and all the things like they don't feel bad about that. It's just a 
feels like a center part or a center point of their culture. And I'm not feeling guilty about that anymore either. I'm not saving up my calories. And I know everyone, I don't want to talk too much about like diet and things like that, but I don't want to ever put myself in like a lack mentality. I just want to live my life and celebrate my life through the things that I choose to do and to put in my body. And sometimes celebrating life feels like eating cheesecake with my friends after a really long meal. I just that's what feels good to me. And I like visiting Europe because I feel like they do a 20 course meal like I like. And we're just, we're not thinking about like the healthified versions of things. We're kind of just wanting to sit down and indulge and take in great company. I also feel like whenever I am around European people, they have the best style. And like I was saying with like buying more high quality pieces, but less of them. I feel like Europeans, when they're like, okay, I need to go buy some shoes. They're like, let's go to St. Laurent and buy some shoes. Obviously, like I said, it takes a certain like financial standing to do this. But lately in my life, I've been like, okay, you don't need to buy 20 pairs of shoes. Just go buy, indulge in that one pair of shoes. When I was in Rome last week, I bought this pair of Jimmy Choo shoes that I've been trying not to buy because they're so fucking beautiful, but they're expensive. One, they were less expensive in Europe, which it felt like I had to do it. And two, I just fucking love them so much. Like when I look at the shoe, it's an indulgent purchase. But when I look at them, I genuinely get happy. They're not marked with Jimmy Choo anywhere. Like they're not like labeled Jimmy Choo. And they, I mean, anyone who doesn't know the exact boot doesn't even know that they're Jimmy Choo. So it has nothing to do with like someone on the street seeing me me like flexing on them. It's just a beautiful boot. It's honestly gorgeous. And every time I look at it, it makes me happy. And that indulgence was worth it to me. And that felt like, like I said, an indulgent purchase that I made at the time. So what I'm taking from this is I've been planning lots of dinner, coffee dates and drinks with friends where I like actively remain alert and aware of them. I put my phone away. We talk about stuff. I'm really engaged with them, especially like long dinners. I'm going to have one tonight. Actually, I'm actually going to have like aperitivo and drinks and then dinner with some other friends like I just want to carry that with me in my life and I want to really have connection over some type of (laughs) beverage or food obviously I feel like that's so core to being a person and it just makes me feel good so that's one thing I'm taking away from indulgence is just having great food and great drink with great company this also applies to like self dates. Like I want to take myself out even more than I already do to coffee shops, to lunch, to a romantic dinner by myself without relying on like my laptop to keep me busy or something like listening to music, maybe, maybe listening to a podcast or reading or literally just sitting there and being that would be like top tier is just if I could sit there at a restaurant, like a fancy restaurant by myself and just watch and observe and like eat my food without trying to distract myself at all. But sometimes when you do that, it welcomes people to come talk to you, i.e. men. And I don't want to attract that kind of attention. (laughs) So maybe I'll just stick with reading a book. I'll just bring my Kindle or something. Usually people don't bother you when you're reading. Another thing I've been incorporating, this is kind of random, but it, it goes, is the midday glass of champagne. I freaking love champagne. A midday glass of champagne, especially after I've, you know, while I've been working all day or something, stopping for a little break with my little glass of champagne in the middle of the day feels European. I don't know if they necessarily do that. But like in DC, I would go to this place called Cafe Riggs. It's in the hotel Riggs. 
And after working, I would work until like four. I would stop and like listen to music and have this like avocado thing with caviar on it and champagne and some french fries. And it was the best part of any work day. And then I would work after that until like, like I would take a break for an hour and then I'd work after that. So it felt like a much needed break in, in my work day. And it was so luxurious feeling. And I feel like, like I've said a million times, that feels European to me. And lastly, what I'm taking away from this indulgence is, is the portion of not feeling guilty about it. I feel like indulgence is a beautiful part of life. And I think to me, it's so worth the cost in my life to indulge in certain things, not indulge all the time because then it's like not special anymore, but treat myself to like minor indulgences, whether it's, you know, shopping or eating or drinking or just relaxing. I feel like having these minor indulgences makes my life so much better. And it's something that I admire about what I feel like is European culture. I'm being very careful to not be like, this is European culture, if you guys can't tell. (laughs) I hope it doesn't feel like I'm qualifying too much. I just don't want people to think that I think that I know what I'm talking about. This is just more, like I said, for fun. And now I'm going to go hop off the mic and go home, get dressed, go have some aperitivo and go have a nice long dinner with some friends that I need to catch up with because I'm feeling inspired. And I hope you guys do the same. Let me know what you're doing to incorporate my version of a European lifestyle (laughs) into your life. And I may, you know, DM me with some ideas. Maybe if you're from Europe, can you like clarify some things for me? Tell me what I missed. Tell me what I was wrong about. Just let me know. DM me. My Instagram is at Peyton Sarton. That's where you can find a ton of different updates about Note to Self. Um, Before I go, I have to remind y'all that Note to Self merch is out. The members collection is out. We have two crew necks. They're identical, but they're in two different colors. It's like the beautiful embroidered crest that you can wear. It doesn't look like podcast merch. It just looks like, I don't know, it looks like a cool kind of preppy-ish a little bit crew neck that you bought that like kind of looks upscale. That was my goal at least. So it comes in this like burgundy like wine color and it comes in white. So I have both colors obviously and I have the burgundy one in a medium because I like it a little more fitted and I'll wear that with like a tennis skirt or jeans like with the sleeves rolled up so it's like a little bit more like I said fitted. And then the white one I have in a 2XL and I'll wear that with like leggings that's the one I wear around the house with sweatpants or I'll wear them with like biker shorts or something like that I actually to me I think I prefer the white one I've spilled stuff on it comes out really easily (laughs) they're both extremely comfortable I need to get the wine burgundy one in the 2xl as well because I love an oversized I love an oversized moment they're also made to order so we don't waste anything and this is my first run of merch so if you guys want to shop the merch there will be a link in the episode description for y'all to do so otherwise y'all can go to shop.dearmedia.com and find all the merch there like I said before, you guys can find anything Note to Self related on Instagram at Peyton Sarton. You can find me on TikTok at Peyton Sarton. And the Note to Self full video episodes go live on Saturdays on my YouTube channel. You can find all of that stuff in the show notes. And I will talk to you all next week. 
Thank y'all so much for listening to today's episode. You can catch a new episode of Note to Self every Thursday. Please, please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the good stuff. I always want to hear from you, so please leave a rating and review if you have a sec. Follow Note to Self on social for all the behind the scenes action and more info about the show at NTS by PS on Instagram and at Note to Self Pod on TikTok. And I'll talk to y'all next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.